We're going to be looking into our scripture on this second Sunday of Advent. Ya es el segundo domingo de Adviento. And Greg last week began a message series looking at the promised king. La serie es el rey prometido. And this is looking at sections of Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew, and how how the gospel of Matthew points us back really to some of the Old Testament promises that point to Jesus as our promised king. Mateo nos muestra promesas del Antiguo Testamento uh, que subrayan a Jesús como rey prometido. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Mateo 2, versículos 1 al 8. I'm going to read it first in English, and then we'll read the text in Spanish. Voy a leer primero en inglés, después en español. And this is the gospel. This is the good news of our Lord. Las buenas noticias del Señor. This is what it says. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I may go and worship him. Después de que Jesús nació en Belén de Judea, en tiempos del rey Herodes, llegaron a Jerusalén unos sabios procedentes del oriente. ¿Dónde está el que ha nacido rey de los judíos? Preguntaron. Vimos levantarse su estrella y hemos venido a adorarlo. Cuando lo oyó el rey Herodes, se turbó. Y toda Jerusalén con él. Así que convocó de entre el pueblo a todos los jefes de los sacerdotes y maestros de la ley. Y les preguntó dónde había de nacer el Cristo. En Belén de Judea le respondieron. Porque esto es lo que ha escrito el profeta. Pero tú Belén en la tierra de Judá. De ninguna manera eres la menor entre los principales de Judá. Porque de ti saldrá un príncipe. Que será el pastor de mi pueblo Israel. Luego Herodes llamó en secreto a los sabios y se enteró por ellos del tiempo exacto en que había aparecido la estrella. Los envió a Belén y les dijo, vayan e infórmense bien de ese niño. Y tan pronto como lo encuentren, avísenme para que yo también vaya y lo adore. So, I don't think it's a secret, I'm not an artist by any stretch of the imagination. No soy artístico. I'm not artistic in any real way. I'm not an expert in art. No soy experto en el arte. And at the same time, I can say this much about my artistic sense. I, I do have a sense of creativity in art when I see it. Cuando veo la creatividad en, la, en el arte, sí me atrae. And over the years, one of the things about art that I've appreciated is when I see a, a painting or a drawing where the artist in some way draws my gaze outside of the picture. 
aprecio como un artista me, me lleva la, la vista fuera de, del cuadro. I don't know if I can explain, but here's one example. I wish I could show it to you, but it's of a lake. There's a, a painting of a lake. Hay una pintura de un lago, and there's trees all around. Hay árboles alrededor. And in one corner of the painting, the water, the artist has painted the water so that it's spilling out. It appears to be spilling out of the painting, like a waterfall. Artista tiene el agua como que está cayendo como una catarata. And next to that, you've got a man in a canoe. Un hombre en una canoa, and it looks like he's about ready to leave the painting. Está por salir del marco. Now that's creative. In, in my mind, I like that, that kind of thing. Or, or perhaps here's another thing I've seen. Uh, you have like a panel, a canvas. Tienes un lino de, de arte, and there's modern art designs on it, okay? Hay diseños de arte, arte moderno, and then it kind of spills off of that canvas and then it stops, there's a separation and you've got another panel and what happens, the design continues onto that panel. El diseño continúa en, 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 el segundo, en la segunda parte but maybe from there it goes off and it goes onto the wall and it just keeps on going. Now that's pretty cool, that's creative. Maybe you've seen something like that, what I'm describing. A lo mejor visto algo así. Or how about this, I know I've seen a photo of a man in an art gallery and he's looking at a at a work of art, he's looking at a painting with some, you know, some designs and colors on it. Un hombre ve, contempla una pintura con colores y patrones, and he's wearing a shirt that has the same pattern as what's on the painting. So that's kind of cool too. I mean, it's like a creative, out-of-the-box stuff. And there are other things. In fact, there's, yeah, there's that one. That's similar to one I've seen before. But then go to the next one. Here's one that kind of gets you. You've got... Paint everywhere except inside of the frame. Hay pintura fuera aquí del marco. So the question is, what is the artist trying to tell us with this? Well, I think part of it is this, that, that in this kind of art, we're being challenged to look farther than we usually do. Hay que mirar más allá de lo normal. We're, we're being challenged to think outside the box, as we say, which I think is kind of a, uh, such a worn-out saying now, it's really not thinking outside the box to say think outside the box, if you know what I mean. Hay que pensar fuera de los limites. It's about going beyond the ordinary limits of what we conceive as being possible or important and, and stretching ourselves and visualizing something, seeing something that is beyond our imagination. Se trata de ver algo más allá de nuestra imaginación. And you know what? I don't know about you, but that is hard to do for us as human beings. We tend to be locked in. We like to have things in life that kind of, you know, fit into a certain frame fit into a certain box of what we think is normal. Queremos la vida como dentro del marco de lo que es normal. And I think that's a dynamic that we find in our scripture today from Matthew chapter 2. Here we find in Matthew 2 verse 2 a question. Hay una pregunta, Mateo 2, 2. And this question, I think, frames the entire story that we've just read. Es el marco de la historia. And the question is simply this. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? ¿Dónde está el que ha nacido rey de los judíos? That's the question, of course, that comes from the magi or the wise men, as we often say. Viene de los sabios, los reyes magos. 
Now, who were the wise men? We don't know a ton about them. We don't even know that there were three of them, though we traditionally think there were. But the wise men were pagan astrologers from Iran or Persia, as you might say, from the east somewhere in that region. Eran astrologos paganos. And as astrologers, they were perhaps accustomed more than most people to looking a bit farther out. Estaban acostumbrados a mirar más allá. In fact, they spent most of their time looking at the sky, and as stargazers, they were looking at the heavens, and based on their analysis of what was going on in the sky, they had determined that there had been a groundbreaking event that a new king, a significant king, had been born to the Jewish people. Basado en su análisis de los cielos, pensaban que había un nuevo rey de los judíos. But where? That was the question. Where? Donde? Well, the answer that would fit the frame, if you want to put it that way, is that this king should be born in Jerusalem. That's the proper place. That's where all of, of Israel and Judah's great kings came from. Iban a ser en Jerusalén, según el marco, el enfoque, but they didn't know. And so they're coming and they're asking this question, where is this one born king of the Jews? And when King Herod hears about this, he's the, the, the provincial ruler in that region. When he hears about that, he also wants an answer to that question. Herod wants to know where's this one who's been born king of the Jews. Herodes también quiere saber dónde está este rey de los judíos. But for Herod, the frame, the focus of that question is a bit different. Paredores, el enfoque, el marco es diferente. In fact, Herod might have said, oh, I already know the answer to your question. Where's the king of the Jews? Right here. It's me. I'm the king of the Jews. Don't you get it? Herodes hubiera dicho, yo soy rey de los judíos. In fact, he was very adamant about that. When Herod became the king in that particular region, in fact, history shows that he had these coins minted, these coins printed, and on that coin there was a stamp of a, of a massive star on top of a helmet to show that he was king and that he had all kinds of power and authority. Él hasta había, uh, había hecho monedas con una estrella encima de un casco para mostrar que él era el rey. Herod was the king of the Jews. And any attempts to change that would be met by his anger and opposition. In fact, people had tried. Herod, history tells us, killed his own wife and some of his own sons when they tried to push him out of the frame and become the ones in charge. Había matado a su propia esposa y sus hijos que querían ser rey en vez de él. So for Herod, he wants to know the answer to this question. He wants to know, where's this one born king of the Jews? But he doesn't want to know in order to honor this king like the wise men say or to worship him like he claims. He's more interested in eliminating him. Herodes no quiere verlo para honrarlo, sino para matarlo. And then we have also in this story the priests and the teachers of the law. Hay los maestros y los Sacerdotes. In verse 4, Herod calls him in 
and he wants to know based on God's word where is this king of the Jews this supposed king to be found Herodes los llama para saber dónde está este rey de los judíos and they provide an answer based on scripture based on the word of God in fact what they do is that in Matthew 2.6 they give an answer that is part of two different verses crunched together dan dos versículos de, de Miqueas they give two verses from the Old Testament prophet Micah Micah chapter 5 verse 2 and Micah chapter 5 verse 4 and they take the first part of both of those verses and they, they link them together to provide their answer uh, dan una parte de Miqueas 5.2 y 5.4 para dar su respuesta and the answer they come up with is outside of the frame. It's not Jerusalem. It's Bethlehem. Es Belén. Matthew 2, verse 6. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Pero tú, Belén, en la tierra de Judá, de ninguna manera eres la menor entre los principales de Judá, porque de ti saldrá un príncipe que será el pastor de mi pueblo Israel. There it is. There's your answer, straight from the Bible. But there's a problem here, people. Hay un problema. And the problem is this. These people are not looking beyond the frame. They're not looking beyond the frame. No están mirando más allá del marco. Herod is certainly not looking beyond the frame here. Uh, as King Herod can't see beyond the frame of himself, that he has to be the one in the picture, he has to be the king, he has to be the one who's large and in charge, and he doesn't care if that fits into God's plan or not. A Herodes no le importa si Dios es parte de su plan o no. In fact, he doesn't have God in the frame of his picture. He just wants to be king for as much as he can, as long as he can. That's all he's looking at. Él quiere ser rey tanto como pueda. And the priests and the scribes are the teachers of the law. Believe it or not, they're not looking beyond the frame either. Los maestros y sacerdotes no miran más allá del marco. Oh, yeah, they're looking at God's word, you could say. Yes, they're looking at the Bible. That's good, but they're missing something. They're not looking beyond the frame. Miran la palabra de Dios, pero no miran más allá. Because, you see, the reality is they are not just interested in what God has to say. They're interested in keeping Herod happy. Quieren que Herodes esté contento because as verse 4 says or verse 3, wherever it is, uh, when King Herod is unhappy, nobody is happy. When he's disturbed, everybody's disturbed. They want to keep Herod happy. Quieren hacerle contento a Herodes. No quieren turbarlo. And they probably want to keep their positions secure. Quieren estar seguros. And so, for whatever reason, they either can't see or don't want to see what the word of God is really saying. No pueden o no quieren ver lo que dice la palabra. Here's the reality. God's word from Micah chapter 5, Micah chapter 2 does not only tell us where 
the Messiah, where the Savior King is to be born. Miqueas 5.2 y 5.4 no solo nos dicen dónde ha de nacer. Let's go there, in fact. If you turn back in your Bibles, Micah chapter 5, Micah chapter uh, 5 verse 2 and 5 verse 4, what we find here is that this talks about not only where the king of the Jews will be born, but it's going to tell us where he's from and where he is headed. También nos dice Miqueas de dónde viene este rey y a dónde va. Let's look at Micah chapter 5 verse 2. Keep your finger in Matthew chapter 2 verse 6 and let's compare them. Vamos a comparar Mateo 2.6 but you Bethlehem Ephrathah though you are small among the clans of Judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel that's exactly what the priest said right that's exactly what they recorded dice de ti Belén Ephrata pequeña entre los clanes de Judá saldrá el que gobernará a Israel eso es lo que dijo Mateo but that's not the whole verse If we look beyond the frame of that, this is what it says about this king whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Sus orígenes se remontan hasta la antigüedad, hasta tiempos inmemoriales. Where is this king from? ¿De dónde es? He's from ancient times, from of old. He's from eternity. He's from God because he is God. Él es de, desde toda la antigüedad, la eternidad es Dios. But that's not what they catch. Micah 5.4, Micah 5.4. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. Again, that's basically what what they summarize he's going to be the shepherd of the people of Israel surgirá uno para pastorearlos en el poder del Señor eso es lo que dice Mateo 6 but again look outside the frame what do we see at the end of this verse que vemos fuera del marco and they will live securely for then his greatness will extend to the ends of the earth vivirán seguros porque él dominará hasta los confines de la tierra in other words this is saying that this king of the Jews will not only be the shepherd over Israel he's going to be the shepherd and the king and his reign his kingdom will keep expanding and it will be over the other nations it will be over the ends of the earth it will extend from this point into all of eternity this king is going to reign over everything and everyone este rey va a ser el pastor Israel pero también de los gentiles hasta los confines de la tierra para siempre what we're talking about here then is not just a king who comes into a slice of time but he's from all eternity and he comes into time and he reigns for all eternity that's way bigger that's way more expansive it's way greater than anybody is seeing eso más grande ese rey que viene toda la eternidad y reina hasta la eternidad now perhaps the only ones that come close to getting this are the wise men los sabios captan algo as non-Jews they really don't have any other agenda than to see what they can see 
That's their only agenda. Su agenda es ver lo que pueden ver. And so what do they do? They step outside of their comfort zone, outside of the normal limits of their lives. They go beyond the frame. Ellos van más allá del marco. They go beyond the frame of their homeland and they cross the desert going where they do not know to find what they do not know. That sounds a lot like a guy named Abraham whom God called to go wherever he would go to see whatever he would see. That's faith. Abraham's the original man of faith. Ellos atraviesan el desierto para ver no saben qué y dónde no saben como Abraham el hombre original de la fe. So they go outside the boundaries of their homeland. They cross over and they go beyond the frame of their own religion, of their own world view. They just go beyond all of that because all of this is strange to them. Va más allá de su religión. And as we're going to see uh, next week when we continue in Matthew, they also go out beyond the frame because they do what nobody else in this story does. They follow the star until it brings them to the king. Herod's not willing to go there. He's not willing to step outside of the frame. The priests and the teachers aren't willing to go there, but the wise men are. Ellos van más allá del marco para seguir la estrella hasta ver el rey. Now, there's a truth here that I think we need to recognize, that we need to pull together here, and it's this, that, that Jesus, the one we're celebrating, who is he? He is this king, this ruler from past eternity, from all eternity, from God's, the Father's heart, who's come into the frame of our existence. He's come into the frame of this earth, into the frame of space and time. And he's done that in order to rescue people, rescue people who are near God like the Jews and people who are far from God like the Gentiles. Jesús ha venido de toda la eternidad del Padre al cuadro, al marco de nuestra vida para rescatar a los que están cerca y fuera de Dios. But that's not all he's done. He's not just come to rescue us here and now. He's come to take us outside of the frame into his everlasting kingdom and there's something bigger that he's doing. Nos está llevando fuera del marco a su reino eterno. And that's good news. And the promise then that we have here from the Old Testament and the promise that we have here from Scripture is that those who might be willing to step outside of their comfort zone, outside of their own limited frame and embrace this king, they will live securely, as Micah says. They will live securely in his everlasting presence. Los que van más allá del marco para abrazarlo van a vivir en su presencia seguros. But in order to do that, in order to see Jesus, find Jesus, embrace Jesus, we need to go outside the frame. Outside the frame of what? Outside the frame of our, of our own self-centered, self-focused, self-absorbed lives. That's tough. Hay que salir del marco de nuestra existencia egoísta. And what we're talking about here, and this is what I think faith is a lot about, it's about getting into a God-centered, God-focused, God-absorbed frame and understanding it's all about him, not about us. 
es entrar en un cuadro donde Dios está el centro I don't know about you but it's natural for us as sinners as human beings to, to think of ourselves as the subject of the painting life is just one big selfie right and I'm right in the middle of it nosotros nos ponemos como al enfoque de la pintura it's all about me here's the thing beyond the frame I don't want to see here but I can't unsee it I am King Herod and so are you yo soy Rey Herodes I'm the one that doesn't like anybody else pushing me out of the frame I became conscious of that this week every time I was short with my wife or my sons or any time I wanted something to my liking and not to somebody else's liking it, it hits me like a ton of bricks I don't want to admit it but I have to I'm King Herod you're King Herod too that's the only comfort I've got there right we're all King Herod somos Herodes. But you know what else? We are also the priests and the teachers of the law. Somos los sacerdotes y maestros también. Why? Because I don't know about you, but I'm used to looking at God's word and I'm going to only find in there what I like. I'm going to find in God's word the part that tickles me and makes me feel good and makes me feel comfortable and confirms that I'm doing just fine I don't need to change right I don't like to look at those verses that are outside the frame I mean no me gusta ver esos versículos más allá que no me dan consuelo que me retan those verses that challenge me or those truths that make me uncomfortable so here's the thing when we're kind of the subject of the painting When, when life is just that selfie about me, we get into situations where we have problems, we have struggles, we have questions, uh, mysteries we can't solve, difficulties we go through. And because we're so big in the frame, we often don't perceive where Jesus is in this picture. Tenemos problemas y luchas y no vemos dónde está Jesús. And the question is going to come up in the middle of our struggles. And we all have them. The question comes up, where is he? Where is the one who's born king of the Jews? Why doesn't he just step in here and fix this and make it all good for me so that I can keep going with, with my plan and my agenda? ¿Dónde está el que ha nacido rey de los judíos? Para que me arregle la vida. What we need to understand is that He's not left us. He's there. It's just we don't always see. Él está allí. And often I think what we need is to step back and get a bigger view. What the Bible's telling us is you don't have to be the most powerful person in order to see Jesus you don't have to be the most wise in the sense of knowing all the things that the Bible says and, and, and knowing your scripture you don't have to be the smartest person in the room to see Jesus no tienes que ser la persona más poderosa o la persona más inteligente para ver a Jesús what you need to be 
is simply as open as you can be. Hay que estar abierto. See, wise men are the ones who are willing to go beyond the fray. Los sabios van más allá del marco. And we step back, what do we see? The picture of God's kingdom. We started talking about that a couple weeks ago. And the picture of God's kingdom is what? That God who exists from all eternity, God, the loving creator and heavenly father from all eternity has sent his son into time and into space. Jesus has come into the frame of our lives to live with us, to die for us, to rise again for us, to draw us out into a bigger thing. It's not about you and it's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about Jesus. It's about God's plan for the ages. Jesús ha venido desde toda la eternidad a nosotros a morir y a resucitar para librarnos y llevarnos a su reino. And God's plan, his greatness through Jesus will be evident to all someday. That greatness will increase That's why we have mission partners in other parts of the world. That's why we're in this part of the world because we want to proclaim that God's greatness will one day be evident to all in heaven and on earth over everything and everyone. La grandeza de Dios será sobre todo y todos. In fact, the Bible says there's going to be a new heaven, a new earth where there is no crying, no pain, no mourning, no sickness, no wars, no tears, no death, no sin. That's the plan. That's the picture God is drawing. Habrá un nuevo cielo y una nueva tierra donde no hay llanto, ni lágrimas, ni muerte, nada. So, we're talking about getting outside that frame into a God-centered picture. And I think that's what Christmas does for us, really. If we take the time to really meditate on it, that's what the incarnation, the coming into flesh of God is about. So the question then is this. How can we, as God's people, how can we break outside the frame of our normal routines, especially during this time called Advent? How can we break out of that and, and get into a bigger place with God? How can we get outside the frame of our normally very self-centered lives? ¿Cómo salir del marco de nuestras vidas egoístas? I want to invite us to think about that and to, to live into that a little bit this month in the month of Advent. And I think there's so many ways you can do that. I'm thinking about it for me. It's been something on my mind this week as I've challenged myself. Go outside the frame, Russ. Talk to that person. It might be that you're going to pray for someone this month or you're going to pray with someone that you would never pray with or for. And you're going to tell them about it. You're going to be with them. A lo mejor vas a orar por o con alguien. Or it might be that you're going to go outside the frame of your normal conversation with someone and you're going to talk about Christmas. And like Greg said so wonderfully last week, you're going to share your own story, your own testimony of Jesus and how he's working in your life. And you're going to have a spiritual conversation with someone you would never have a spiritual conversation with. A lo mejor vas a tener una conversación espiritual con alguien. Or it could be that you're going to serve and bless someone either inside this family or outside of the Sunrise family. You're going to serve and bless someone that you typically wouldn't serve or bless. 
Maybe you're gonna invite them to be at your table for the Christmas concert that's coming up on December 17. We've gotta sign up there. We wanna invite you, sign up, host. What would it look like to have a, a bunch of people at your table that you would normally not have at your table? ¿Cómo sería tener una mesa en el concierto de Navidad con personas que no conoces muy bien? Here's an idea I found online. I know you'll love this one. How about getting outside the frame of this thing when you're at the dentist's office, the doctor's office, when you're in line at the store, instead of looking at this to kill time, get outside the frame of your device and start noticing what God's doing around you. ¿Cómo sería salir del cuadro en marco de tu dispositivo para ver lo que Dios está haciendo? There are lots of other ways to do that. But I think the, the point is this. Jesus, the king of the Jews, Jesus, the king of the nations, is beyond the frame. And he's inviting us to seek him there. Jesús está más allá del marco y nos invita a buscarlo ahí. So let's pray to him right now, shall we? Vamos a orar. We thank you, Jesus, for this scripture that we often come to thinking cozy and warm little thoughts about how Jesus was born and how the wise men came and we sing songs about it and we get a warm nostalgic feeling inside when we think about the wise men and the star. Vemos este texto muchas veces con nostalgia, Señor, pensando en los reyes magos y la estrella y el niño Jesús. But when we step back, we realize there's something in here that shakes us up a little bit in a good way. Pero hay algo aquí que nos turba de forma positiva. You didn't come just to decorate a Christmas card. You came to defeat the powers of hell itself and to rescue us from sin and death. Viniste para derrotar al infierno y rescatarnos, Señor. We thank you for that. We ask for your forgiveness. Oh, how hard it is to give up being Herod. But Herod is an inferior king. El rey Herodes es un rey inferior. We can never rule ourselves as well as you can be king over us. Your kingdom is better. Your reign is much more full of grace and love and forgiveness and life and light and joy. Tu reino está lleno de gozo, amor, perdón. Everything we're missing, everything we need is found in you. Todo lo que necesitamos está en ti. So be king over us, dear Jesus. And when we forget where you are, help us. Help us to look beyond ourselves. Ayúdanos a mirar más allá del marco para verte, Señor. 
it's in your name, the name above every name, the name of Jesus who is from eternity and to all eternity, our God. It's in your name we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen.